I'd sell you to Satan for one corn chip. Hello, and welcome to episode 318 of Under the Cowl of MS. This is a standard Tuesday Comics and MS health podcast episode. And that was a little quote from Jane from Firefly. Our favorite character, Jane Cobb. And the reason we brought that up is because we checked out the Firefly Holiday Special. One shot. What's number one? I assume it's a one shot. Created by Boom Studios and Josh Josh Whedon. I love the cover with the little little gold inlay into the lettering and stuff. It's nice, thick, cardstock-style cover. After the Earth was used up, we found a new solar system, and hundreds of new Earths were terraformed and colonized. The central planets formed the Alliance and decided all the planets had to join under their rule. There was some disagreement on that point. After the war... Many of the independents who had fought and lost drifted to the edges of the system, far from alliance control. Out here, people struggled to get by with the most basic technologies. A ship would bring you work. A gun would help you keep it. A captain's goal was simple. Find a crew, find a job, keep flying. I like the first page. It starts out with the uh, Firefly ship, Serenity, has some wiring laying outside it to give it that red and red and green Christmassy look on the outside of the ship. Give it that little holiday feel. In this one. We learn about Shindanjaya, which is also called Christmas, but to a dwindling few. It's the most wonderful time of the year, even in the bleakest, loneliest quadrants of the verse. In here, I suppose... uh, Says aboard Serenity, it's a time for apple dumplings, moonshine, punch, and a most raucous gift exchange. A swapping of worst Shingdanjaya ever stories. And the crew is all sitting at the dinner table, eating away. Jane Allison starts choking on something. Starts to black out. And while this is all going on, they were talking about their stories, and we get into a Jane's story and why he's so disappointed about this holiday and what happened to him in the past. It gives us nice little Christmas story feel with the different ghosts of Christmas past or Shendendaya past. It's nice seeing the preacher in here. 
it's an it's fun. It's kind of what you expect from Jane's life. How he how disappointments always happen to him, and how he takes things, and how he's so aggressive to make sure things go right, and make sure everybody else is taken care of, even though everybody looks at him as a loner. A, do good for himself and nobody else but in the long run if you know jane he's always deep down inside he's out there to help everybody else out but i really liked how they did this uh, it's your standard christmas story layout but made through the eyes of jane And it's nice just to get a little back history on Jane's childhood. Get to see what he had to deal with. And it's just, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I suggest picking it up if you haven't got your hands on it. Get it so you got it for next year if you want it for a holiday read or or read it now like I did. I just got it. I got it in the mail not long ago. And it was too late to do it with our other podcast when someone else talked about it. So I just went ahead and read it and figured I'd throw it on here. But I'm really glad I picked it up. I was debating on it because I haven't picked up any of the new Firefly runs lately. It's Assume that I'm going to get trades down the road or pick up a pile of them all at once, but we'll just have to see. But this made me made me miss reading any Firefly stuff, so I, I could really go for a good, complete Firefly story to follow this up with. Nice little six-issue run or something that... But I want it to be complete, so that's why I'm holding out till the runs uh, that they do are over with, and I can hopefully pick them up in a bundle package or trade package, trade paperback version. And then the last one I'm going to talk about, it's a, it's a small one this week for the comics. We have Street Sharks. Now, this is done by Archie Adventure Series, Archie Comics. The first one I have is Street Sharks, number one of three, from Out of the Deep and Into the Streets. This is a nice origin story, but sadly, I only have the first issue. I don't have issue two and three, but see what they say here every see i'm not sure if this is really much of a synopsis it's got a shark's letters page contest on it and stuff but everything else is just bait welcome to the very first issue of street sharks between the jossum toys by mattel and the animated series by dic and syndication it's going to be one big tidal wave of action and excitement from the Atlantic to the Pacific. 
with massive jaws and muscular bodies. The sharks talk the talk and walk the walk, as you might have noticed by reading this issue. Uh, let's see. And then the rest is talking about write-ins and stuff. And Dr. Peregrine. All that stuff. But And here we get the origin story of the street sharks. And sadly, I... Like I said, I'm missing the second two issues for it. And I screwed up and read this after I read the other three issues that I'll be talking about next. But uh, you get to see the basics of how this Dr. Peregrim character kind of screws over a partner, a sidekick, and he's experimenting, making some weird giant creatures. And he's starting out by using a lobster and a swordfish to see if he can get them to do anything. And he does, but we end up with a giant-sized lobster and a giant-sized swordfish creature. But along the way, they're not that intelligent. They're not. They're basically crustaceans and, and fish. And along the way with that, something happens to the other scientist who just happens to have four sons. And this Dr. Peregrine character wants one of his assistants to call the sons and have them meet their dad at one of the Fission's city nuclear, uh, nuclear power plants. And when they go there, they end up being tricked and caught and experimented on with some shark DNA. But it doesn't work right away, doesn't do anything. So Dr. Peregrine has his flunkies go and toss the shark, the kids in off somewhere to get rid of them. And when he does, they get sucked on a water drainage and all of a sudden they go to have something to eat. And once they start eating, all of a sudden they transform into their shark form, their street shark form. And so you get to see what's up with that. You get to find out how they react and deal with things, how the people around them react and deal with it. Of course, you got four new monsters running around and people are going to take it the wrong way just because they're big creatures. Everybody's instantly thinking they're bad. Even though they're try, they try to help out people around them that are in trouble. But yeah, that was a fun little origin layout, which you don't really need because I read these next three issues. You can read these. Without seeing the origin story, even though you don't get it in here, but you get some 
little bits and pieces from it that kind of give you the layout. Anyway, this one is Street Sharks, uh, number one, two, and three, by also by Archie Adventure Adventure Series, and in here we get to see. One of the street sharks get attacked by a little crab. And this crab is hurting the shit out of the street shark. Even though his skin is like got some super impenetrability type stuff to it. But this crab's just grabbing onto the one character's fin and hurting him big time. It's just a little itty bitty crab but it finally gets it off tosses it aside but by then it's a little too late because he was swimming all over trying to get this thing off him and he ends up near a public public beach and that causes the military to come in and the police and all that stuff and then the street sharks are are being hunted down they got to get out of there at the same time we see this like dolphin sub have a tube come out and suck up the little crab and we find out it's Dr. Peregrim's uh, submarine that sucked up the crab or Dr. Paranoid and uh Well, what happened was the Dr. Hugo Peregrim, the gene- he's a deranged geneticist, he sat there and mixed his own DNA with that of a piranha. So now he's known as Dr. Paranoid, Paranoid. And he's got the same two eggheads with him. The lobster character and the swordfish character, which has a the sword the lobster that one formed decent. The swordfish kinda looks more like a lizard and a unicorn combined than it does a swordfish, so it's Kind of weird that they went that route since the lobster didn't change that much, but swordfish did. <clears throat> but Dr. Paranoid, or Dr. Peregrine, whichever you want to call him, sat there and takes the crab, uses his serum on the crab, and we end up with a giant. Giant crab that wants nuclear radiation. And while this is all going on, they're making this crab into a different type of creature. The street sharks are trying to save a construction site from uh, a big crane falling, collapsing, and harming a bunch of people. But police are still against the street sharks because they look different, so they sit there and start shooting at the street sharks as they're trying to help everybody instead of letting letting them help out and helping them with the problems 
getting things figured out. But while this is going on, the crab just starts growing out of control in the ship, in the shark ship. Or yeah, it's more of a shark than a dolphin, this submarine ship. So the do- the doctor scientist character launches the crab out of the submarine back into the ocean. The crab makes its way up to land, starts going into the Fission City, and people see this going on. The crab just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The sharks find out about it. They go to try and help out the city and deal with the crab. And at the same time, the crab goes, notices a nuclear reactor out in the ocean and starts heading towards it because being a nuclear radiated beast, he wants to probably thrives off the radiation or something like that and wants to go eat the eat the power plant. So the sharks try and take it down and they're unable to and then all of a sudden some of the street sharks get caught in nets. Uh, The big giant crab gets caught in nets and dragged down into the deep depths of the ocean by a bunch of characters that nobody's ever seen before that just happened to live in a big city under the sea. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, so yeah, we get like a Mer City that we find out about. They work with street sharks, find out that street sharks are okay. Let them live in the city for a while and hang out. Uh, one of the sharks falls in love with one the daughter of the king of the city. Uh, They do some some wandering around. Uh, She puts on her breathing outfit so she can go on land and go up to the surface with the sharks. All kinds of things happen with that. You get to see what's going on with the crab and what happens with the crab. And... We also get to see some confrontation issues between the mer people and the surface dwellers, of course. It's going to be fighting because of that, because the humans got to fight with everything. That's not not them, even, but then that doesn't matter either, because we fight with ourselves continuously, too. So we're a bunch of idiots. But uh, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. It's good family fun if you need something for younger adults to read or to read with. But I want those other two issues of that the origin story run yet, at least. I don't know what else they did beyond that. Back in the day, I had a couple of the figures and stuff. I remember those. But, but I don't... Well, no, I did read read some of the comics back when they first came out. But I just... 
just don't have them anymore. So I'm going to have to pick up what I'm missing eventually. If I come across them and then I'll get the rest of the storyline. But it was a lot of fun. I always liked the street sharks. I just thought it was weird how their powers worked. It's like they can swim through solid objects without causing any damage or anything. It's kind of like they're being transported through the earth to wherever. But they're not leaving a trail, but their fins are always sticking out of the, out of the surface of the earth. And they're swimming around, which I thought was weird, but they do have some interesting abilities and stuff, which they don't get too deep on in here. We get to see their hunger, their jaw, use of their jaws and stuff like that, and their strengths. That's about it. But check those out. Street Sharks from the Archie Comics uh, adventure series. Other than that, I think we'll leave it there and get back with some MSL stuff right after this. Alright, let's get into some health stuff. I just looking at the news of the day and they sat there and have smart guns hitting the U.S., Yes, smart guns, which can be fired only by verified users. So while you're sitting there putting your fingerprint in and your code and all that stuff to operate your gun, your four-year-old will be behind you grabbing one of your old-style guns and pulling the trigger and shooting you in the back. Like, uh, I was at a Texas mom, I think, just recently. Yet, kid was in the car, grabbed the gun shot the gun, it went out the car, through her shoulder, bounced around her body, came out her side, went back into the car and hit the kid. <laughs> you can't hit the side of a barn, but when you do it accidentally, you can ricochet all over the place and do some trick shooting. But yeah, just what we need. More excuses for gun operation. But we don't need to talk about that because we're talking about MS Health stuff. So let's see what kind of information we got here to look at. Some benefits of CBD oil and side effects. Cannabidiol is a popular natural remedy used for many common ailments, better known as CBD. It is one of more than 100 chemical compounds called cannabinoids that are found in the cannabinous plant cannabis sativa tetrahydrocannabinoid THC is the main psychoactive cannabinoid found in cannabis which means it causes the sensation of getting high that's often associated with cannabis however unlike THC CBD is not psychoactive but it can have THC properties in it so you have to watch out for that uh, just because something's not psychoactive, something psychoactive can be added to the item to make it psychoactive. Uh, and that's why CBD, oil, CBD oils are 
becoming more popular as the years go on with more and more people using them for pain relief and other symptoms without the mind-altering effects of cannabis. But nowadays, like you said, if you heard any of my two episodes of the Far Out Friday episodes where we talked about the Delta 8, 9, and 10 versions of the plant, you get to learn that now they're not regulating it the hemp to the point where you get the non-psychoactive only now they get the psychoactive in the hemp and they are selling it regulating it using it in states that don't have medical marijuana accessibility which is stupid and it'd be safer if we just had medical marijuana than using some things that we don't know a ton about But you don't have to worry, CBD products are pretty much legal on the federal level. Well, they're illegal on the federal level, but they're legal under some state laws. And pretty much every state sells CBD as far as I know now. You can get it. You can order it online. And there's tons of different ways to get it. I think even the Delta 8 and Delta 10 stuff you can get online now. Which surprises me because you're shipping into cross borders. But I don't make up the laws. But CBD, especially in combination with THC, may be effective for reducing certain types of pain associated with conditions. Such as MS and fibromyalgia. Still, more research is needed. There's always going to be research. They're never going to be happy if you're replacing medications with a natural plant. They're just not going to allow it to go through without a bunch of fiascos about it. They've got evidence of cannabis being used to treat pain back to the 2900 BC. And... No evidence of anybody dying because of it. But yet, we're still dealing with the opioid crisis and dealing with people dying because of these freaking opioids that they're using for the exact same purposes. But, God forbid we use something that doesn't kill a person. Instead, let's just... I mean, we do have too many people on this earth, 7 billion expected to be 10 billion by 2050 I think that's just ridiculous quit breeding you fucking breeders we don't need a bunch more kids on this earth that are just going to go to war to fight each other for some rich piece of shit that's just going to keep sending them off it's you're going to have kids at least Make it a better world for them. <laughs> Make it a world that we can all get along and do things and thrive and provide and be productive and expand and go to other planets and expand into the solar system and check out things and explore instead of killing each other. Everything is guns, guns, guns. But at least now we got smart guns, so that's a good thing. 
That way, when we drop our gun, the alien that picks it up can't can't operate it. But they might be able to bite our heads off or something like that. You never know. But at least they won't be able to use our little pistol, our own personal pistol. And we can get it probably in lots of fun little colors. Get yourself a nice pink gun. <laughs> uh, just it's a bad week. Cats had me up at. 2.30 this morning, after I spent the night peeing every hour, and I just gave up and stayed up with him until 5, 5, 5.30, and then crawled back into bed. By then, he's fed, and he's ready to take a nap. So, But it throws my body all off, getting up at all these weird hours constantly over and over, so. That's where CBD should help, <laughs> but that's there's n- nothing that I've have that's really good for sleep related. And I've have I have stuff that'll make you tired, but I don't know. I'd rather melatonin it up to fall asleep, but. CBD use has been shown to improve some symptoms related to anxiety disorders. Researchers are currently investigating how CBD may be used in the treatment of other mental health disorders. It may may improve certain cancer-related symptoms in some people. Research findings are currently mixed. More studies are needed, of course. You're going to hear that with every freaking thing. But the way I look at it is when a certain gentleman known as Tommy Chong was put in prison for selling a glass pipe bong, he sat there And was unable to use his normal daily THC treatments and stuff that he enjoyed with his life. And that's when he developed prostate cancer while he was in prison. Then when he got out, he went back on his regiment and did his own regimen of CBD, THC. I don't know if he used Rick Simpson oil or anything like that. I can't remember his whole layout of what he did, but you can find out by listening to some of his stories. He tells it on podcasts and stuff, and uh, he ended up twice uh, being a cancer survivor by using his regiment of CBD, THC uh, type related products, but CBD may be effective for treating seizures related to several health conditions. The prescription CBD products Epidiolex has received FDA approval to treat seizures related to rare seizure-causing conditions such as Dravet syndrome. And I know the Charlotte's Web, but that's high in THC and CBD. Uh, the Charlotte's Web 
tincture is made for children that have seizures and stuff like that. And it's done wonderful things for them. Uh, CBD may benefit heart health in several ways, including by reducing blood pressure and improving art artery function. Some studies suggest that CBD may help with substance abuse disorders, mental health disorders, and certain types of cancers. However, more research is needed. <laughs> uh, some side effects that have been noted are diarrhea, changes in appetite and weight, and fatigue. Uh, they say other side effects include abnormal liver function test, which results in drowsiness, sedation, and pneumonia have been reported in childhood epilepsy studies, but these effects could stem from CBD interacting with other medications such as clobazam. So, can't blame CBD for when you're on medications that have serious side effects, including death. Uh, although CBD is generally considered safe, it can cause adverse effects such as the ones I just mentioned, it may also interact with certain medications, causing side effects that could be harmful. So take that into consideration. CBD oil has been studied for its potential role in easing the symptoms of many common health conditions. Plus, it may benefit other conditions like heart health and relieve certain types of pain. Just Keep in mind what you're doing. Try it out. See, take it gradually. Everything you should take gradually. Test it out. See how it goes. Don't sit there and just go crazy and start using tons of this stuff, overdoing it. You'll know if you start to get diarrhea and weird stomach feelings and stuff. I'm personally burnt out on it, and a lot of it they... A lot of it I've been finding lately is combined with MCT oil, which is a coconut-style oil as its um, base oil. And then they add the terpenes or whatever to the oil, and that's how you get your CBD oils. But I'm just burnt out on it. The flavor, it's a, I would add it to my coffee, everything. It's just... My mouth halfway, half the day just feels like it's full of oil. So it's, I think personally for myself, I'd rather go capsule wise. Take it internally. Let it open up in the stomach instead of in the mouth. I just, After doing all these different tests on so many different types and all that stuff, it just became became rough. Dealing with those tastes in the mouth at all times. Uh, so yeah, you can get burnt out on certain flavors and tastes and things. And I still haven't got my flavor receptors back because my coffee still tastes like shit in the morning. This morning's coffee, I had a little bit, tiny little, about a tablespoon or two of 
uh, French vanilla creamer I put in there just to, so I had a little bottle for making my waffles, which or French toast. I mean, if you ever want French toast, a little tip, just take your, get the nice thick toast, Texas toast style. I like, there's a Hawaiian bread out there because it it's a nice sweeter bread. It's kind of got a yellowish tint to it. Uh, if you can get that, it's thick Texas toast style bread called a Hawaiian bread. And I'll sit there and make a mixture of eggs. I'll whisk up some eggs with uh, a little cinnamon and uh, some French vanilla creamer or Irish cream or whatever you like for a creamer. Just use a little bit of that. To whisk in with it to give it a nice little flavor to your French toast. It's awesome. Just do that. Sprinkle a little powdered sugar on top after you cook it. And then serve it up with your favorite syrups, jams, or whatever you'd like to have. I am about to get attacked by the cat. Because we made it halfway through our podcast. So now it's cat cat attack time. Thought I was going to sneak out the whole podcast as he was pretty much asleep during it. But looks like I'm stuck with him now. But let's look into next some ADHD inspired hacks to help with concentration. Because if you have ADHD, you definitely got concentration issues. So if they have some tips and tricks that help them. Definitely probably going to help us out some. So that's a good thing. But uh, This goes from a person that had ADHD their whole life and they had to deal with it. And they give some tips of what they did. They like bullet journaling. Uh Many people with ADHD find planners overwhelming and unhelpful because they're so limited. The beauty of bullet journaling is that you start the planner from scratch. And there are videos out there and stuff if you want to make your own journals and stuff. Help you make some... Making your own journal gives you the opportunity to set it up the way you want it with the things you want to keep track of, which is nice. So it's doesn't hurt to have look into those there's a basic layout explained on the official website which i'm guessing is called bullet journaling website something out there for it but you can make it whatever you want maybe your bullet journal has no dates just list of different things you need to do or remember uh, you can tweak the method to make it work for you. Just lay it out the way you want it. The main points you need to write down every day. Stuff like that. Uh, you can do to-do list That work like as soon as you think of something you have to do. Send yourself a blank email with a subject listing, listing the to-do appointment for like dog grooming or something like that. 
then leave it unread in your inbox until you sit down and gather the to-dos in one place and or get them out of getting them done with and then you can delete them uh, and then just take like 10 minutes a couple times a week to organize your email to-dos and that way you got yourself some simple little reminder organizer to keep track of a to-do list for yourself that's a good idea i never thought of doing that i like that that's something i'm gonna take advantage of or check my timer here make sure we're not running out of time i got an adhd brain too and i forget to check things uh only handle it once this is a tip that he learned from an adhd book you know those relatively easy tasks like opening the mail that you keep putting off until you have a grocery bag's worth of unread mail taunting you from your desks. This applies to tasks like that. When you bring in the mail, go through it immediately. Throw out the junk, file away the bills, respond to letters, and then you're done. It only takes a few minutes and you never have to handle that mail again. Instead of setting it aside and going over it over and over and over, like many people with dementia or Alzheimer deal with, it's best to get it done, get it out of your way, put it in the files, and be done with it. Uh, this is Promodoro Time Management Technique. To clean, work, and write. The basic concept is you set a timer for 25 minutes and you spend those 25 minutes working on a task or a set of tasks. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, we have a thing in the patients getting paid group where every other week we have a work together thing where for an hour we all whoever wants to gets together and we log on to a zoom account and uh, say hey what's up let everybody know what we're going to do for the next hour and then we go into silence mode and do our work for an hour and then we come back and we talk about it at the end and it's great for productivity. You actually get stuff done. And this is a nice way to do it. If you don't have a group of people to do it together with, you can do it this way by yourself. I, I really like that too. That's it's a lot of these are simple common sense things that you're like, if you're like me, you're like, duh. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's like, but most important tasks, uh, Let's see, your to-do list, they can become cumbersome. Uh, just think of dozens of tasks you can, should, or must accomplish when you start writing your daily to-do list. Of course, it's often not possible to do it all with most important tasks. You pick the three things you absolutely must get done today. It's a way to use a lot, utilize your time most efficiently do your MITs first and then anything else you get done is gravy extra bonus 
Alternatively, do them last and you'll get a ton done procrastinating on your MITs. That's a, that's a great thing, too. That's another thing we do with patients getting paid. We sit there and uh, do a Motivation Monday thing where we write down what we want to get done for the week. And then we got to come back and in the Finished It Friday part of the segment of it, we have to write down what we did and if we got our task complete. And that's, that's another great method of helping us get things accomplished and get them out of the way. And it's, it kind of pushes you to do it. And then they got just five minutes. You know that one task or several you keep putting off day after day, week after week? Now it becomes the burden weighing you down, and yet you can't get yourself to start it. Uh, With just five minutes, you commit to spending, you guessed it, just five minutes on that task. Five minutes is doable. You can do five minutes. And a lot of times, when you're absorbed into that five minutes, a lot of times you'll just keep going longer and longer and maybe get the thing completely accomplished or get further accomplished than five minutes worth of stuff, but that's a good way to look at things, to push yourself. Uh, VIP alerts, you know, how your email inbox is always perfectly organized. You respond to each message within minutes and you're never behind in your correspondence. Yeah, me neither. Sometimes I miss important emails because they get buried beneath unimportant ones. And I get overwhelmed by the 300 plus unread emails taught to me from my inbox. Or like lately, my stupid email freezes up halfway through going through emails. And then I got can't look at it anymore. And it's just stuck on one email until after reloading it a half a dozen times later in the day I can finally get in it. Apple's iOS lets you set VIP alerts for important senders, uh, like your editors, freelance client, or anybody that's important to you. And then when these important people email you, your phone alerts you immediately. So that's a good way to help that out, help you out with, so you don't miss things. Uh, Yeah, there's different methods that you can do with it, but those are all nice little hacks to help you not struggle through the day with so many different things and just letting them pile up. It's like right now I know that my emails got about three days worth that I have yet to see because the stupid thing froze up each day for the last few days. Oh, the cat's whining. He's not getting petted. But, yeah, so. So, yeah, I like those ADHD-style inspired hacks. Those are helpful. I'm going to take advantage of some of them. And then if you want to ever join the Patients Getting Paid group, you can join up and share your plans for the week and your work 
work routines and all that stuff, but becoming part of our community and working with us and learning many different things that you can. And we got some great references to help you get out your own businesses going, your online work. And it's hard being a chronically ill person, not being able to work out in the workforce normally. And it's hard finding something to do out at home and actually earn money from it. So patients getting paid helps us a lot with that. It's a great little group of people. Everybody I've met so far has been wonderful. Uh, And we got some fun, unique people coming to teach us stuff in the near future too. So that I'm really looking forward to. And hopefully I can get my own life organized. I'm hoping to have everything done at least by March (laughs) that I've been working on for the past couple months, but it is taking longer than expected. But I am getting a little done each week, so that's all that matters as long as I'm progressing. And so, like, life's too damn short, as we've been finding out. All these stupid diseases and shit around, and lots of people just passing away unexpectedly for no major reason or anything, just out of the blue. So, yeah. You want to waste your whole life working on stuff, or do you want to spend it enjoying the things that you planned on getting to? It's like, it's that's what I'm looking at right now. That's why I'm going to give it till March. If I don't have done what I want to get done, then I'm just going to start doing what I planned on doing. And I'm really hoping to have the YouTube channel up and running by March, but we will see what happens. YouTube or Facebook or both. Not sure. I still got some learning to do on all that stuff. But yeah, hope you learned something from that. Hope there's something beneficial for you. Take care of yourself. Take care of everybody else. Keep you out of the monster. Check out Crimson Cold Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep following Under the Cull Love MS. Tell a friend or two or three or five. Let them know about us. See if we can get someone to actually recognize us. Maybe I could get a sponsor in here eventually. I'd love to get someone in here, but we'll see what happens. But be good. Take care. Rate, review. And we'll talk to you again soon.